Sophia Minard. And that right there means baseball at its best. And now, leading off for your Milwaukee Brewers. Fox Sports Wisconsin's Sophia Minard. Sophia Minard appearances on Homer and Tony are part of the Hunt for Brew October. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive, Town Bank, a Wintrust Community Bank, and Delta Dental, Wisconsin's number one dental plan. She can talk the whole time. She's a champion. They're division champions. Looking for bigger things. Yes. She's smiling, and we can't even see her. Joining us now is Sophia Menard. Good afternoon, Sophia. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? Not as well as it's going for you. What's up, division champ? <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I mean, the whole Tell weekend, the whole really, story. was a fun day. Yeah, you're the insider. Tell us everything. What's your best story? Oh, man. Um... Gosh, I don't know. There's just so many great moments, I think, when, like, you know, for so many of these guys, um, for some of them, it's their first time. For a lot of them, even if they've been a part of all four postseason appearances, right, it's the first time for them clinching at home. Um, So that was a new experience for everybody. And I think it was just just pure joy. You know, I I think they, um, you know, they were really tested this week with, you know, the sweep from the Cardinals and the five-game losing streak and the magic number being stuck at three for a while, and and they knew this was their final shot to get it done at home. And I think despite how the week had gone, they were really confident that they could get it done yesterday. And they were really motivated to do it at home. They wanted to have that moment, uh, you know, to celebrate with the fans. And, you know, it was a sold-out crowd, and they were into it from the beginning. So I think just – there were so many moments after the game, you know, like, you know, the guys just looking up and like kind of soaking up the confetti and, um, you know, playing in the outfield with their kids in the, in the confetti. And, um, you know, of course, inside with, with the champagne and when Bob Euchre jumps in and he celebrates with them as if he's their age. And it's just, um, it's, they're really special moments. And I think you just try to soak them up and, and not take it for granted. Talking with Sophia Minard, and you made, I think, an excellent point that how much or how young so many of these players are, and uh, there'll be other great experiences, and I'm certain that it, there's always something really special about the first time for those that haven't. They think about it, and they wonder what it's like, and then it's just got to be so much fun. I don't know, with this group, where they say, all right, we still have a lot of work to do, and Different teams say that, but it doesn't mean I sense this is the kind of group that knows how to have a good time and knows how to enjoy, <laughs> but knows knows what Come has on. to be done. No, they seem to be having fun. I thought this yeah, was no, a win at home because they just it seem is. To be, yeah, I, yeah, Adamas had to be yeah. uh, off the charts. He's happy when there's oh, anything yeah. to be happy about. Exactly, exactly. And so I, I think you're absolutely right, Homer. I think this kind of the identity of this team I think especially since Willie joined the team in May um, you know it's a it's a fun loose group that that plays with a lot of energy and and they uh, they play with a lot of joy quite frankly you know I think they they enjoy sharing these moments together you know I think they they genuinely pull for each other you see that with how they celebrate home runs how they celebrate terrific pitching performances uh you know catches like Lorenzo Cain makes yesterday right that we've seen him make so many times um they they do they they just 
they love playing together. I don't know how else to say it. Um, there's just a, a genuine kind of energy and joy that they play with. And I think on a day like yesterday, that all comes out, you know, of, of how they share those moments together. And you feel like you've really earned it, right, with especially kind of how they were tested this week. And it's such a long season. And they had already clinched the postseason spot, but this was a celebration that they were waiting for. And, and they finally got to do it. But eventually, I mean, okay, the celebration's got to be over because there is work to be done, and they're not going to be happy with uh, not playing well going forward into the, the postseason. So, um, right. you know, I, I know there was a little bit of a offensive slide, but I was trying to ask Homer the other day. I mean, I don't know really where where is the offense. I mean, we know it was it was in question early in the season. The pitching was, you know, that was the thing, right? The hitting was going to be. I don't right. know, have to see. Uh, and then it kind of picked up late, and then it kind of dropped off late. So I mean, what what is what can you expect out of the offense on a consistent basis? Yeah, I think um, I think that's just the nature of offense. You know, it's just ebbs and flows, and sometimes you're hot, and sometimes you're not, and sometimes it's individual guys driving the bus, like Craig Council says, and um, you know, sometimes it's more of a collective effort. And I think offensively, this team is a little different in that they're not as home run reliant um, as some of the other Brewers teams in the past have been. Um, I think that's just kind of the skill set of this group. You have more guys that can put the ball in play. Um, now, there's power up and down that lineup for sure, but they're just not as home run reliant. They can score in other ways, and, and they're chasing less, um, especially since the All Star break. So, um, you know, they, they did have a tough, you know, if you go back to the road trip, like the Detroit series, really quiet. It was a quiet start for them offensively on the homestand. But, you know, they did score eight runs yesterday. So, um, you know, the, the magic number for them is, is four or five runs, it feels like, where their record when they score four or five runs is they're almost unbeatable. Um, you know, I think it's less than 10 losses uh, when they score five runs or more. So uh, that's, that's kind of the target, and I think they feel like they have the skill set that they can do that on a regular basis. Talking with Sophia Minard, and I would say it was even a little bit more surprising at the end of the year, and then, then you have the ebbs and flows because because they added an additional weapons. I mean, I'm I'm not as worried about it at all as it was early in the year because they just have more weapons, hitters, meaning that it's less likely to happen, or if it happens, it's less likely to happen as long. Right. Exactly, and I think that yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think you know part of that is they're very well balanced with lefties and righties. I think having a switch hitter in the middle of your lineup, like Eduardo Escobar, changes the nature of your lineup as well. Um, he also has power from both sides. We've seen that this season, so that's impressive. Um, and and yeah, I think even when you look at guys coming off the bench, um, you know, Craig doesn't really believe in like a bench, so to speak. But there are guys that come in off the bench, and even those guys, they still get regular at bats. Um, they still have power. They they still have good strike discipline, so they can get on base with a walk. Um, yeah, I just think you know, offense more than any other facet of the game probably is is the one that kind of goes through ebbs and flows, like. Hitting coach Andy Haynes probably had the best line to describe it of, you know, in baseball, offense is the only sport where you don't have the ball. And so you're only in control of so much offensively. My concern would just be the health. I don't know of the injuries and 
who's 100%, who's not, how is Adamas, and, and they are certainly going to have some time to rest. Because, what, they won't be right. playing for almost two weeks. It'll be a week from Friday, or is it, is it somewhere around there? Am I pretty close on that? No, 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 no. Um, well, we still have a week left of the regular season. Right. So they'll, right. they'll finish the regular season on October 3rd, and then they'll start the DS on October 8th. So they'll essentially have four days in between games, uh, which is like an all-star break. Um, you know, they're not going to shut it down. They'll probably take one day off, uh, maybe two, and then, you know, ramp back up again because they're going to need pitchers to throw, right? Guys will need to get treatment. The guys will want to get working offensively and defensively. So there will be some team workout days in there. Uh, but there will be, you know, four days in between game action. So I think that's really important, like you said, just for lining up your your pitching staff, determining your roster, and, and for the position players just as much getting getting rest and getting some time off their feet. Yeah, but I'm saying they could rest. I don't know if they will. They could rest for uh, that amount of time if they. But I think everybody can play now, right? I don't know who's who. What are the? They won't. Who, they won't anybody? sit anybody that long. So that's not. That's okay. not. Gonna, we'll see how they're going to handle that. Who's at the top of the injury list? Is it still Adamas or is it Garcia? I don't know. Who? No, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez. They're hoping to get back this oh, series correct. against yeah, St. Louis. Right. Yeah. So they're. Um, you know, Rowdy Telez, he's actually, they're going to do a, a light um, kind of optional workout. Rowdy's going to go over there, and he's expected to run the bases today um, and see how that right knee feels. Um, he's been feeling pretty good, and he's pretty happy with his progress. So they're hopeful that they can get him activated at some point here in the St. Louis series um, and get him a couple days of, of playing time and at-bats, get him ready to go for the postseason. And then as far as the pitching, that's that's the huge plus. There's no worry about you. They, I mean, they can decide. They can do whatever they want, right? There's nothing. Um, well, they're going to keep time. everybody on a schedule. You're not. You're, I mean, they're not going right. to go drastically off course, you know. So they have. Okay. Um, uh, they have Brandon Woodruff and Adrian Hauser lined up for St. Louis. They have a TBA for that final. Uh, game in St. Louis. We don't yet know how they'll line up for the Dodgers series, and part of that will be how they want to line guys up for the DS. So, um, you know, all along they've said that they're very committed to keeping the guys on a schedule, and they have done that. And that six-man rotation is what has allowed them to get the proper rest in between and kind of keep the innings in check and make sure that, you know, they're staying consistent. So, I think that six-man rotation has been maybe one of the best decisions they've made going back to spring training. And that just speaks to incredible depth. I mean, they. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people would do it. Would be able to do it even if they wanted to do it. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, that's yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's it's a credit to their depth because. You know, for as much as we talk about the success of the All-Stars with, with Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, and they're, they're deserving of all of that, um, you can't do the six-man rotation if you don't get the consistency like you have from Brett Anderson and nearly 100 innings from him, even with injuries and, and a couple of stints on the I.L., and then what Adrian Hauser has done and what Eric Lauer has done. I mean, those what they have done this season has been just as valuable as what Woody and Burns and, and Freddie have done um, because you can't you can't do the six man rotation if those guys 
aren't also pitching well and giving you quality starts, and, and they're still winning games too. So, um, and then you throw in an Aaron Ashby who can start and come out of the bullpen, so you almost feel like you're seven deep with what the Brewers have, and that's that's pretty remarkable um, when you can throw seven guys out there and feel like you have a chance for a quality start. Thanks, Sophia. Since you're not on the team, we give you the uh, the ability to just celebrate as long as you want. <laughs> right? Celebrate. You got to work too. Keep celebrating all, all the way up. She's got to work too. Get to work, Sophia. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Tony. All right. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you. See ya. Thank you. You just told her she had to work. I told her she can keep celebrating. Can Why celebrate. is she thanking there's you? For, there's time for both. She's got a few days left. <laughs> she's got a couple of days. She got two weeks. Then she's got to get down to it. Let's Rick go. Schlesinger, ticket guy with the Brewers. He'll tell us what to do, how to do it, what's the best way to do it. Next.